great. You've been loading up on things from Walmart? Yeah, I used my new Capital One Walmart Rewards card. It earns unlimited 5% back on everything I buy from Walmart online. Say what? 5% back. Say what? 5% back. Say what now? 5% back. With what? The Capital One Walmart Rewards card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online on top of Walmart's everyday low prices. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One USA NA. Last night, we got one of the best quotes in the history of 90 Day Fiance. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Reality Bites. It's Megan and Jay. Last night's episode was a good one. It was a good one. I am liking this season. But before we jump into it, tell me about your weekend. My weekend consisted of, well, we had a Post Malone in town. So, you know, that was a fun time. A lot of stuff, activity going on with that. I'm. This is how you know you're getting old. I'm exhausted after this weekend. Yeah. And how did Once Upon a Time, I ever think it was a good idea to stay out till like 2 o'clock in the morning? Well, I mean, we're, I don't think we're too much difference in age. And yeah, it used to be back in the day, like, hey, Friday, Saturday, maybe even a little bit early Sunday partying. Not a problem. Nowadays, Big problem. it's like you really got to decide which day is it going to be. One day. <laughs> if it's Friday night, it is not a good idea to try to go out again on Saturday. <laughs> and if it's Saturday night, then you stay home oh, on Sunday. Sun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So what about you? Uh, well, Post Malone was a big thing. Friday night, we did the official Post Malone pre-party. We teamed up with like Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. Saturday was election day, so it was time to get out and rock the That's boat. That's right. Saturday night, it was Post Malone. I fell asleep in the Uber, <laughs> back of an Uber on the way home. Luckily, my friend was able to wake me up to get me out of the Uber at the end of the night. Sounds like a Post Malone song, by the way. I fell asleep <laughs> I in the Uber. <laughs> Yeah. Yesterday was all about trying to recover. And that's a, that's another sign about getting older where it's like, OK, you could take let's say you went hard on a weekend. Right. You could take a day and be back to normal. I feel like my recovery process will last several days <laughs> into like the middle of this week before I'll actually feel back to normal without incriminating myself too much. Right. Let's just say I went a little above and beyond what I would normally. You know what I mean? As far oh, yeah. As having a good time. Last night, it was 90 Day Fiance time. And before the 90 days, two couples we still have yet to meet. I was a little bit surprised. I really thought that by this point, we would at least get to know David and Lana or Stephanie and Erica. Because really, the only couple they brought back last night for the first time was Tom and Darcy. Right. And the weird part was is that when it comes to David and Lana, like they didn't even pre them like at least stephanie and erica they showed like a little preview about her telling her mom about you know the relationship and stuff like that but david and lana nothing yeah well and again we've seen the show do this in the past right where who was the couple akini and benjamin benjamin and akini they really didn't focus on at all in the beginning but then it got good yeah but then once they did introduce them then we were like oh okay hold the phone and they did become like central characters on the show so i'm hoping maybe that's the case with david and lana that's what we're going to get from them. Whether we're going to meet them next episode or not is yet to be determined. Absolutely. We do know we're going to meet Stephanie and Erica, which, again, she hasn't told her mom that she's bisexual. Like, there's that's, a lot to unpack story. Like, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Uh, but I am looking forward to having the first same-sex couple on 90 Day Fiance. I think it's about time. I'm also looking forward because they are very close in age, too, and I, I like to see how that dynamic works, especially yeah. since we have all these like kind of drastic age differences from most of the other people. So, All right, so who do you want to start with from last night? Um, Can we quickly start with Yolanda and Williams? 
kind of makes me sad. It, it is. It's hard to watch, and it almost makes you cringe a little bit mm-hmm. because she seems like such a nice lady, and she's got good kids, and you really want to root for her. You really want her to find someone. You know, she's raised six kids. Her husband's passed away. She's lost all this weight. She's ready to find a partner, and this is not the right partner though that she has found or chosen who apparently reached out to her on instagram and i doubt they're going to cover this in the show and i hope it's not too much of a spoiler but apparently the photos that this guy has been using are actually of an italian model some guy because someone has taken the photos and put them through google image search and has found out that the photos that this person is using belong to some italian model which you can look at the photos and tell i was gonna say that probably surprises no one except for maybe yolanda right but when you look at the pictures they are very you know what you would expect from someone who's catfishing someone very kind of solo pictures of himself at all times kind of all very staged nothing that looks really natural like hey i'm hanging out so yolanda is 51 years old she lives in las vegas williams is 40 and either lives in manchester or Or london London or somewhere (laughs) in the uk right but has no british accent and can't tell her which airport she needs to fly into and always sounds like you just woke up like you just woke him up from a nap every time she talks to him hello Hi, good morning. How are you? You're a little sleepy, huh? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Okay, I need to know the exact airport I need to fly in because I'm booking my flight now. Okay, London. Do you know the name of the airport? No, I'm going to text you later. What you going to text me later? That sounds good. Don't forget, though, because I need to book the flight as soon as possible. Okay, I love you, too. So, it's London. Why he tell me he lived in Manchester? Yeah, exactly. It's really, really bizarre, <laughs> to the point where I almost get really uncomfortable when I'm watching it. It does feel a little weird to listen to him. Like. So, Yolanda says she's supposed to leave in one week to fly over to the UK to meet Williams, and her oldest daughter, Kara, is going with her. Kara's 29 years old. And as Kara is sitting there with her mom, with Yolanda, she gets off the phone with Williams, and he starts texting her, telling her where to fly into. But even that is confusing. And then she tries to call him back, and he's texting her, but he won't answer the phone when she calls. And that is super sketchy. And so something's just really not quite adding up. And she's getting ready to book these tickets and, and, you know, for two people to fly and to be there for two weeks and to stay in hotels like that is going to be a pricey trip. And to do it a week out, apparently, like she's just getting her tickets now. Like, right. So it feels like you want to do like a fair alert type thing. We're like, okay, let me see when the (laughs) jeez months and then get that alert. Like this is the lowest the fair has been. Right. Three weeks. And you're like, okay, maybe now is when I'll buy the ticket. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've ever waited until a week out to buy an international ticket. Now, you know me. I love to like, hey, they'll get you there. Don't worry about it. But even I'm like, uh, you're making me nervous. Can we go ahead and (laughs) kayak that, please? So, so far, this equation is not adding up. And we know it. And her kids know it. And Yolanda is just, all right, I love you. Like, she just has this... (laughs) 
eternal optimist outlook, I guess. Oh, poor Yolanda. I think when you're in it, though, when you're that deep in it, you want to believe so badly that it's real and it's true. Right. And every instinct in your body could be telling you this is not right. Something's not adding up. But because it's a drug, because you're addicted to it, you're not able to see it for what it is. You see it for what you want it to be. And with a lot of these people, I don't remember how long Williams and uh, Yolanda have been dating, but these are all very new relationships. Uh, She said seven months, somewhere around that. So it's a little bit longer than some of the other ones, but a lot of them, like uh, someone we'll talk about a little bit later, like Big Ed, it's been three months. months. So you're really in that honeymoon phase of when you meet somebody and you're really into them and everything they do is so cute and so perfect. And so I can see how, okay, you kind of want to overlook some of the red flags sometimes and just want it to be, okay, he's a really good looking supermodel guy who just happened to he likes me and he likes me and he lives in london let's do this yeah yeah and and the one thing that they all say which i do give them credit for is like especially in these scenarios you know they don't really have anything to lose yet so why not just buy the ticket and treat yourself to an international trip and see if maybe by by some slim miracle of a chance this is what you've been missing up until this point in your life they haven't even met in person yet, so that is the first step. Just go and see what it's like face-to-face. Right. And at least if the person is a complete and total catfish, like we said on the last episode, Yolanda will be there with Kara. Hopefully they can enjoy a two-week vacation together in the UK. Yeah, that should be fun, regardless. Absolutely. So I hate to see her waste a ton of money on someone who's not telling her the truth. Absolutely. But at the same time, I, I get the whole, like, well, I just got to go and see if it's real because I, I need to know. I can't just walk away from this and never know if it was real or not even right. we all know it's not real <laughs> um all right moving on to ash and avery oh ash and avery a couple that i am oddly fascinated with and i'm not 100 percent sure why i think it's i'm so compelled by them because you can tell she knows that he's a fraud she knows that he's like a player, that he's probably not... Not as genuine and authentic. She knows that he's just feeding her lip service. And she's smart enough to understand that, but she's still going to go to Australia, go meet this guy. Avery is 32 years old. She lives in Seattle. Ash is 38. He's currently living in Melbourne, Australia, but originally he's from uh, somewhere off the coast of Africa. Africa, yeah. And Avery is on her way to hot yoga, and she calls him, and he says this, if our souls connect, all will be fine. And it's like, he needs to come work with us, because he <laughs> really knows how to just say things that don't mean <laughs> uh, Just words that sound good. Oh, my gosh. And, um, so Avery goes over to her parents' house. Now, she's been talking to this guy for nine months and has not mentioned to her parents at all that he even exists. Which is the part that I was like, maybe you don't wait until right before you're about to leave to spring this on. Oh, right. Like, I don't understand what the problem is with saying, hey, I met this guy, met him online, just kind of seeing where things are going. You don't even have to, it doesn't even have to be something where you, you know, say that it's, we're dating or exclusive. It's just, I met this person. It's kind of interesting. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're just kind of getting to know each other via Instagram right now. Now, I will say Avery's parents seem to be very normal. Yes. Grandma was there. Uh, they're, they're, you can tell they're dog people. So <laughs> Like that. Like them for that. Crawling everywhere. Um, <laughs> and we find out last night something that we didn't know 
prior that Ash has a 10-year-old son. Right, from previous marriage. So talk about throwing a wrench in this whole thing. I know Emily and Sasha from last season, Sasha has a plan to bring his two kids maybe to the U.S., at least have them come visit. It sounds like Ash thinks that his ex-wife is just going to let him take their 10-year-old son to the United States. Yeah, guys often have plans, but those plans are usually superseded by what a woman wants to do. Yeah, I would guess his ex-wife has no idea who Avery is, and when she finds out, if she finds out what the plan is, she's going to be like, uh, yeah, no, that's the word. Right. Definitely not doing that. You're definitely not taking him to a foreign country to live with some woman you met on Instagram. Then it's probably not going to happen. The other thing that sounds a little sketchy to me is that Avery is asking Ash, am I going to get to meet your ex-wife while I'm there so that we can talk about <laughs> bringing your son to the United States. And he just can't give her a straight answer. It's like, well, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do that. But everything he says is this almost like roundabout. Uh, yeah. And he reminds me so much of a gaslighter. Do you know what that term means, gaslighting? I think I have somewhat, but please it's expound. A, it's a, a modern dating term where when you're in a relationship with someone who is a sociopath or a narcissist or, a, or just a manipulator, mm. they will plant seeds of doubt. So if something happens, they can almost flip the script and make you think you're the one in the wrong or you're the one mm. who's paranoid or crazy for even questioning. And I don't know. No, like I said all along, he's got like crazy eyes to me. I just, I get a bad vibe from him. I do get a bad vibe from him. He does a lot, like he said, a lot of talking without really saying much. So Avery is getting ready to leave to head over to see what's going to happen with Ash in Australia. Up next, who do you want to do? What about Lisa and Usman? My favorite. Are they your favorites? I love Lisa. <laughs> really? In a very love-hate kind of way. <laughs> Because her level of delusion, because of her just domineering. She's very dominant. She also comes across as maybe she, well, I guess she said it, delusional. Like she thinks that she is going to be his road manager or something. She feels like. Well, she is on her way to Nigeria. Lisa, by the way, lives in New York, Pennsylvania. She's 52 years old. Usman lives in Nigeria. He's 30. He's a Muslim man. She has never been outside of the United States. So this is going to be her first time leaving the U.S., which was exactly like Angela. Angela had never left small town Georgia before getting on a flight and heading over to Lagos, Nigeria to meet Michael. Lisa is the northern version of Angela. It's, like... it's just uncanny. It's like, where? how is there a whole... <laughs> sect of these types of Angelas and they're just like tucked away in different corners of the United States. Lisa has a, an interesting group of friends. There she is. Hello, Lisa. Hey, I don't want to hear I'm late. Shut up. <laughs> I know Usman is my destiny, but I have not shared everything with my friends, Rocky and Kathy, about Usman because I'm worried about their opinion. So, tell me what's going on. You're going abroad? Yes, ma'am. What are you most excited about? I'm going to be able to go physically touch him. Right. Hug him, kiss him. Well, what's he doing in Nigeria? He's a celebrity. He's a celebrity? Yes. <laughs> and what kind of celebrity is he? Musician. And his stage name is Soldier Boy. How's that spelled? S-O-J-A. Isn't there a boy over here already? Yes, there is. But he spells his differently, He spells right? his differently. Yeah, I'm not that old, Kathy. See, I got it together with these younger singers. <laughs> He's not a soldier or anything? No. So is it soldier ball? No. No, not at all. 
<laughs> if he has an established career there, yes. why does he want to come here? To be with me. Really? Then we see Lisa FaceTiming with Usman, and she is going to go over there. She's going to marry him while she's there. The plan is that she's never met him in person, but she's going to go over there. She's going to show him the American way, which to her means have unprotected sex. <laughs> They're going to get married. She's going to bring him to the United States on a spousal visa. That is Lisa's plan. Now, they have been dating for two years, so unlike some of the other couples... She feels like they put in enough time and effort and equity where me going over there and getting married, not a problem. Let's go ahead and do this. And also, we saw what happened to Angela and Michael. They had years invested in their relationship, applied for the K-1 visa, got denied, and then had to actually, Angela had to go over there and get married in Nigeria. So maybe Lisa was just like, let's just cut out the part where we get denied for the K-1 visa. <laughs> right. And have to start all over again. Let's just go straight to the wedding. Lisa, next thing you know, is packing for her trip. She's at home. She's putting stuff in her suitcase and her three female friends come over and one of the ladies and her daughter have actually been over to Africa. They work as some part of a charity mission organization in Africa. They don't specify exactly where. Right. But they are letting like, listen, you have no idea what is about to happen, what you are about to experience. They bring her a uh, contraception. Please take this. <laughs> And like Lisa, who as as abrasive as she comes across, maybe it is that blind optimism that I just find so entertaining because I don't possess any of that. Right. I'm, I'm definitely I can I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a pessimist. I would say I'm a realist. realist. Yeah. But I'm, I just don't have that blind optimism. So I'm so fascinated by it. And she just she believes she's going to go over there. One thing when she gets over there, though, it's going to be just the two of them entourage of one. One, that she's not she has no plans on sharing him with anyone and i think she's in for a rude awakening very rude awakening we've seen from the previews that that it's not going to be what she thinks it's going to be um next thing you know though she's in the car on the way to the airport and i learned last night something new because i had never heard the term yahoo boy before i had not either so i hear that uh, usman has quite a few roommates that are all men yes do you think that he's, you know, a Yahoo boy? Usman does not fall into that category. I know every red flag there is for any scammer Yahoo boy to come at me. He shows none of that. In Nigeria, scammers, they're called Yahoo boys. They will come to you on social media. Hey, baby, I came across your profile. You're beautiful. And within two weeks, they're asking you for money. Yahoo boys often live together, so... I can see where Trinda would think that Usman would be a scammer Yahoo boy. He's legit. He's legit. There may be a small part that I'm skeptical on, but I'm going to Nigeria to make sure he is the man he says he is. It makes a lot of sense, but the first red flag that we kind of get about Usman is that he does apparently live in a house with a bunch of other guys. When you get your email about your Nigerian prince, it's usually coming from a Yahoo boy basically. Right. They kind of all get right. together in a house and alright, let's start sending out these emails, start attacking social media, let's start, you know. Just see if someone responds, if we get right. a response from someone. Now, she, Lisa, again, 100% convinced he's not a Yahoo boy and uh, she's getting ready to go get on a flight from York, Pennsylvania to Nigeria to meet her third 30-year-old Nigerian boyfriend, but sh the big concern is whether or not his mom will give them her blessing. I feel like the other concern is, is he really going to slap her? Because he definitely said he was going to do that when he met her. 
Hey, baby love. Baby love. You know it's getting close. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh my God, I will touch your Touch your hair and slap you. Nobody will see you. Oh. The peace is for the love. The slap is for the drama you've been giving me all my life, all the time we've been together. For the, for the drama, for putting for the drama. through all the drama. He, was, he says it like in a playful, joking kind of way. Right, but it was just kind of, I mean, for us, I guess here, you know, especially Westerners, that's something that you would just not say. I would never say to my wife or, you know, any other right, female, right. like, hey, when I meet you, I'm going to give you a big hug and then I'm going to slap you. Like, I, I dare you. <laughs> that, that would be my response. Like, let's, let's see how that works out for you. Uh, yeah, so I just, I love for, I don't know why, because Angela's not my favorite, but Lisa, as of right now, I am into this li- baby girl Lisa. Well, this is going to be, this is going to be really interesting then. Let's see how this works out. All right. Up next, uh, we've got Jeffrey and Varia. Jeffrey and Varia. All right. So Jeffrey is 41 years old. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee, and he is our first American off to the races. You know, very quickly, very quickly. We see his sons driving him to the airport in the first episode. We kind of got to know a little bit about his backstory. He's been married a few times, lost a child, which is a horrific thing to go through. We mentioned on the last episode that he is currently in some legal trouble as far as domestic abuse and, you know, kidnapping and uh, beating up an ex-girlfriend. So on the show, he's talked about he has a bit of a past and criminal record, but he refers to like drug sales or whatever. What have you. Yeah, he was a drug dealer. He got sentenced to 30 months behind bars. But he doesn't really address the most recent ones. In- that hasn't happened yet. Okay, that so that hasn't. After filming. Okay, so. Yeah, so the trouble that he has gotten into most recently happened after the show was over. Okay. Probably another indication that things do not go well with Ian Varia. Uh, it does not. But Jeffrey is now at the airport. He is checking in for his flight to Moscow, and he's very excited. Uh, he finally lands in Moscow, but but as the show often does, prior to him landing, they rewind 24 hours, and now we meet Varia, and we meet some of her friends, and we learn that she uh, is originally from Serbia. She left when she was 17 years Siberia. old. Siberia. Uh, yes, Siberia. Siberia left when she was 17 you know came to Moscow looking for a better life and we thought she was a radio DJ in Moscow but it turns out it's like I can't really pronounce it's like risen r-y-z-a-n I believe is how you uh, say or spell it and so yeah she's a radio DJ and we know a little something about radio DJs but we never seen anyone radio DJ quite like this and we talked about this this morning (laughs) before we started doing the podcast because like we mentioned on the last episode so Jay and I are radio DJs. That's what we do for a living. And watching her in the studio was something very familiar. The, the setup that she had didn't look all that different from the setup that we are used to using. But as she was introducing this Sheeran <laughs> Shape of You record, what did she say, Jay? Okay, so uh, if you're ever listening to Europa Plus 103.2 on your, I guess they still have FM dials over there. Now, time for some great music. Make your stereo louder to hear Ed Sheeran. That was the first thing she said that was the first thing which you know that is not how jay and i right like i would never could you ever imagine me saying turn your radio dial louder i mean i just like (laughs) that would never say that turn up turn up that's what the kids say right but that's not that's not what she meant that's not how she said it so so the other one that she said which was the one that really got me really weird one so this is translated from russian a whole hour awaits you of emotional relaxation heartfelt conversation and energetic music never (laughs) 
<laughs> never have I ever said anything even remotely close to that. What is emotional relaxation? My entire radio career, 15 years of doing this, never once would I be like, time for relaxing conversation. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Uh, but, hey, listen, we did say maybe it's just the translation. It right. don't always exactly translate from Russian into English. And I will say her English is impeccable. It's really good. She's, she's very, very well-versed in the English language. And, and she seems, like, fun and bubbly and, like, she has, you know, a pretty decent personality, so. Yeah. And she has a, it seems like, has a pretty decent group of friends. They all get together. They're expressing their concerns. Like, listen, I don't know. You're a, a single female. You should not be traveling to Moscow to meet this guy. By yourself and spending the night in his hotel room. Right, they only have one room. And long story short, the Russian Molly Ringwald was right. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. She was kind of the Russian Molly. <laughs> she was. Varya. <laughs> uh, next thing you know, though, is at the airport in Moscow, waiting for Jeffrey to clear customs and walk through the doors. And at first, their meeting seems positive. I mean, I, I. I didn't think it seemed awkward when they first said hello to each other in the beginning. When they're actually like still inside the airport and he's coming yes. through the doors. Yeah, it seemed like she's really excited to see him and, you know, hugging and excited like you often see on 90 Day Fiance or 90 Days the Other Way or Before the 90 Days. It's not until they get outside the airport. If anything, though, he seemed awkward to me. He did. And, I mean, we've said it before. Uh, who was the uh, young lady from Finland who came? And, you know, it's like Jasmine. a Jasmine. It's a 24-hour flight for them. Long flight. So maybe some of the energy level aren't quite there you're a little bit off so yeah. far as you know jet lag and stuff like that because he definitely seemed awkward from the time he got off and then when they got outside to wait for the taxi it got extremely kind of like long pauses and yeah awkward, awkward silences mm-hmm. uh but luckily eventually they do find a taxi and they're kind of talking about what they're gonna do or what's on the agenda maybe we should uh, have you know, put your luggage at the hotel and go just make out Make out? You want to make out? What is make out? <laughs> I mean, I guess we can make out if you want to make out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is it? it? It usually happens at the end of the night. Oh. Um, oh. You know, the couple makes out, make out. You yeah. know, they make out. You want to go have a little? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that we should talk a little. Yeah. Some, somewhere in the restaurant. We can do that. Yeah. We can eat. And I don't think that's what she meant at all. And that was the weird thing to me is that immediately when I heard that, I thought, oh, she means hangout. Yes. But for some reason, he couldn't like, and that's where I think the whole time change and stuff is kind of like affecting me as a little bit of fog of travel because he wouldn't just say, she's like, oh, what is it? Oh, you mean like go walk around and get right. out. Right. Or hang out. And right. he's like, make out? Uh, I mean, right. I guess we, we can make out. I guess we can make out. And she's like, well, what's make out? And he's like, well, that usually happens at the end of a date. Well, no, that's, that's like kissing. Like that's kissing. Right. You mean like, right. let's just go do something. Hang out is what they call it. I don't know. I felt like he could have corrected her, but yeah. So as far as we know, they are headed to their hotel and we don't know if she actually has booked her own room or not but in the previews we do kind of see them sitting down to have dinner and she's asking him about his ex and why things didn't work out and here we already have that you know jeffrey i don't like to talk about it and mm-hmm. she looks at the camera and says i really don't know much about his past so we're in for a roller coaster with these we two. are and her friends did bring up at that dinner uh, prior to him arriving oh so now you have a bridge to america and she was like hey it's just That's a boat Right, right. So this to me, it feels very reminiscent of like a Mike and Natalie, Mm -hmm. where at 
first glance, if we didn't know about Jeffrey's arrest over the summer and the kidnapping, the ex-girlfriend and all that stuff, you'd probably go into it and be like, man, you know, he's a good looking guy. He's a single dad. He lost a child. Like, right. And feel generally positive about him finding this girl. They're both semi-attractive. They kind of match each other. They're closer in age than some of the other couples. But knowing what we know already, (laughs) this is going to be volatile. Up next. Okay, listen. The Darce is back. (laughs) Darce looks good. She looks healthy. She looks good. I thought the opposite. Really? I thought the hair, that whatever she's done to her face, like when she's doing her on-camera interviews and she's got the big side bang thing. Well, no, she doesn't look good right there. But like when she was in the wedding dress, I felt like she looked decent. I don't know what crack you were smoking last (laughs) night. I mean, maybe the dress, but like she and her sister both. What What was with the hair? So the hair was a bit of problem and, crazy. and maybe i'm not seeing it right because i i agree if you feel like her sister there's something off on her sister i definitely felt like stacy like there was something really wrong going on there i don't know if it's a bad skin peel or something like that it seemed like the tone was a little bit off and kind of leathery looking like hot mess to me and and i'm i hate to be a female who comments on another female's appearance that's not who i am <laughs> at the core of my being but as a watcher of this show i was like oof like, when we saw Darcy end last season, and she and Tom are at the restaurant, and he gives her the key to his house, like, to me, that's where she looked that was, best. That was peak Darcy right that there? peak Darcy. Okay. But what we saw <laughs> in the dress shop, I was like, what is this? What am I watching right now? And we do find out she's not trying on wedding dresses because she's getting married, that this is part of their House of Eleven fashion brand. Mm-hmm. They're looking for dresses or thinking about expanding into bridal. But what we find out last night is that you know after the season ended with tom and darcy they reunited at the tell-all and apparently things had not gone well after the season had ended right after tom gave her the key to the house then it became very distant and we saw that that facetime where he said at this point i think i'd rather just be your friend and and be single and you know and you should go out and pursue other people etc so so it appeared that they kind of broke up and then i guess they reunited at the tell-all and decided to give things another shot but tom from what it would appear keeps changing his mind about what he wants out of the situation yeah knowing darcy the way we do it's kind of hard to you know imagine that it's might be tom who's the one who's a little bit indecisive and a little bit of the, the kind of wet willy of the two who kind of yeah. and when they're together in person <clears throat> everything's great but when they're in their respective countries he's he's a very out of sight out of mind kind of person where hey look like you're not here every day i'm busy i got a lot going on i don't have hours to give to you every day and so this is where we kind of pick up with with the current state of their relationship. A few days ago, Tom texted me and said he wanted to video chat. At first, I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk, but I do need to know where we stand. So he's calling me today. We haven't been communicating much, and the times that we do, it's not always great. So I'm a little nervous. Hopefully I get a, I love you. I miss you. We'll see. Hey. I'm good. How are you? Long, I'm good, thank you. Long time no talk. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Long time no talk here. Yes. <laughs> How are you? You good? Uh, crazy busy with work. Um, having a lot of fun though. That's um, good. That's important. Yeah. Enjoying life. Yes. And I'm healthy again, so I feel healthy and fit. And you look amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
I gotta be in New York. Oh, nice. Business? So, um, going to meet someone who's a wine distributor. Nice. That's so, cool. they're in New Jersey, they're not in New York, but I can come to New York for a couple of days. All right. Okay. Yeah. Would you like to meet me? Um, well, what are your intentions? I just want you to know how I feel. I'd like to know how you feel too. I would prefer to like actually sit down and talk to you over the dinner table, face to face, rather than on a Skype call. Feels a little, you know, off to me. I just don't want to get thrown under the bus or have any bad intentions. I just want to be open-minded and have peace with you. I've never thrown you under a bus. Well, I appreciate that. But if you're coming here to break up, then you can just do it over the phone. Exactly. I'd like to come and spend some time with someone I share a romantic notion with. A notion. To see where the land lies. With Tom, I'm not quite sure how to gauge it because I don't know exactly what he's thinking or feeling. But his actions lately have been speaking louder than words. And I don't have a good feeling about it. Now, this is very triggering for Darcy. Man, was it. Because in Darcy's first relationship <laughs> with Jesse, when he flew to New York to meet her, it, he really only came to break up with her. Which is respectable in some sense and form. Face to, face, to do it face to face. Over text. But Darcy's right. Like, if you're just coming over here and you just want me to get on a train, drive to New York City just so you can break up with me, then I can save you the trouble. Just do it now. There, there's no reason to drag this out. And he makes it clear that that's not why he's coming. He wants to talk about what the relationship is and where it's going and I guess how it could either not work or work while at the same time being like but I only got two minutes I gotta go so you need to hurt and she says you know at least I'll say this Darcy who has been very living in la la land all of a sudden seems very hyper aware that something's not right here it doesn't feel right it was my birthday he just sent me a happy birthday text like as far as I know we're together but if you're if you're with someone and it's been over a year now you would expect that there's f- at least flowers delivered on your birthday. Yeah, something. Something. And we did see also in a preview that Stacy has pictures of Tom with some other woman. Yeah, so that's not going to go well. So that is not going to go well. Although it could be a salsa partner. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, So yeah, so Tom and Darcy are back. And what's interesting about this to me is that I had heard that Darcy had met some guy who lives in Germany. Oh, really? I thought that's who we were going to meet on this season of Before the 90 Days was Darcy was going to introduce us to this new guy, Dan, who apparently she had a thing with who lives in Germany. So I don't know. Now I'm like, oh, maybe maybe Dan is next season. Maybe we'll meet Dan on the... I mean, it could happen at the end of the season. You never know. You never know. All right. Last but not least, Ed and Rosemarie. Uh, Eddie. Definitely the front runners of the season as far as, as the show has spent a lot of time on this couple. Absolutely. And again, for a guy who is 54 years old going after a girl who's 23 we should really find him icky and gross but for some reason we all love big ed he's, he's kind of likable even he's though likable dude even though even his daughter is like that's gross but and he definitely like i said last night gave us the line of all lines <laughs> don't be a fool wrap your tools <laughs> All right, so we also learned last night that on top of being a photographer, Big Ed is also an interior designer. Yeah. Never would have guessed that. I mean, Big Ed has a lot of things going for him. A a wide repertoire, (laughs) you know, a range of skills. Now, first big red flag, we learn that Rosemary's sister texted Ed asking for money, which in the history of this show has got to be the red flag of all red flags. Absolutely. Someone from a foreign country or someone's friend or family member 
member starts reaching out to try to get you to send them money, it has got to be, in in my mind, would be panic-inducing. I would panic if someone started asking me for money and making me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, this is... Now, what we don't know at this point is whether or not the sister is in on it with Rosemary. Rosemary knows about it, doesn't know about it. All we know is that the sister asked Big Ed for money and said, please don't tell Rosemary. But there is a chance that Rosemary is very well aware that this that is That they're on. in on it together. And they've only been dating, quote unquote, for three months. So it seems like it's really early to be asking for money to possibly save her business, is what she said. And she says, don't tell Rosemary. So we don't know if that's a cover to try to protect Rosemary right. or if it's... seem like she right. doesn't know anything about it. She's not in, in on it at all. Apparently, the sister runs a store. Uh, Rosemary and the sister both live in rooms at the back of the store. Big Ed is going to go over there and is going to stay with Rosemary. Mm-hmm. And, and at his job, his day job, he sits down with one of his very normal friends. <laughs> and she's like, first of all, why wouldn't you talk to me? Like, I... I Her mom is Filipino. Yeah. She's like, I'm part Filipino. Like, there's malaria. There's... <laughs> You gotta get shots and there's flying cockroaches. Flying cockroaches and and you can tell he's just completely <laughs> has not even thought about any of this. And then next thing you know, he is back at his apartment. He is packing for his trip and his friend Rich comes out. Oh boy, here we go. Oh boy, now I got a list. So we got Jeremy still, I think, at the top of my list, okay? But then I'm gonna go Rich. Okay. And then Ryan the UPS store. <laughs> Ryan the UPS store guy, okay. We got- so I'm running a, a list and I, I think I responded to something in a in one of the reality TV Facebook groups that I'm in and everyone agreed with me that Rich is quite the winner. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll keep that in mind. Quite the normal level-headed guy, too. Seems to have a good head on his shoulders. And I don't know, did you notice, though, all the pictures on the walls in Big Ed's bedroom? I did notice all the pictures on the wall. Granted, he's a photographer, so it very well could be pictures of people that he's photographed, but it was like a close-up of like a girl's crotch and her underwear, and some of it was like, dude, you're 54 years old. He's like, but this is my best work. Then put it in a scrapbook. <laughs> put it in a portfolio. You don't have to like hang it all over your walls in your house. I don't know. That was a little much for me, Big Ed. Sorry, just is. Not my favorite. All your... <laughs> pictures of girls on your walls so as he's packing he brings out a diamond engagement ring three months now they've been talking for three months now granted just because he takes the ring over there doesn't mean he's necessarily going to propose but it sounds to me like he's like nope this is the love of my life this is my chance at happiness i haven't dated in 28 years and uh he definitely plans on taking it but something tells me that that he's not even going to get to the proposal because she wants to have more kids he does not want any more children he wants to get a vasectomy something tells me that's going to be the deal breaker for her and she wants a daughter and i can tell you from experience you can't really pick right when you're trying to you know conceive children it is is a crap (laughs) it really is so and and it's not even like her biology doesn't determine whether it's a male or female right his technique yeah we're getting getting technical we're getting real down to the nitty-gritty of how it all works so, yeah, it, and hey, look, he is on his way to the airport. He's at the airport. At least we kind of end on something positive, though, where his daughter, who he has had a falling out with, has not spoken to him because she's upset that his daughter, who's 29, is upset that he is now planning to be in a relationship with someone who's 23. Oh. Six years younger than his daughter is his girlfriend, which is just one of those uncomfortable things. So I understand why the daughter is not on board with any of this. And 
and he he makes this video like god forbid something happens just know that i love you and then she calls him right hey tiff Thank you, Tiff. I love you so much. When do you get back to the I'm back um, on the second. Oh, God. All right. I know this has been tough. Okay, well, can we talk when I get back? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Thanks so much for calling me back, dude. You made my, you made my day. You made my life. Okay, I love you. I love you. Okay. Bye-bye. And that was a, a nice moment. It was a nice moment because when he because he initially called her, she didn't answer, and you're thinking, oh man, this that that does kind of suck. You know, your dad's flying to a foreign country. Yeah. Like you could at least answer, and she calls him back, and she's very short, <laughs> very curt, and I really like his self awareness. And he throughout the entire you know episode, he does show a lot of self awareness. Of I don't know if this is and not only self awareness but sense <laughs> of humor, which is something we don't get a lot of from the smoking the comment characters yeah i mean the whole the mayonnaise thing the, the smoking <laughs> how it stunts your growth like he's he's funny right I, lo- I love that about him i love that he has a good sense of humor we will find out what happens in episode three next week 90 day fiance before the 90 days will air sunday night on tlc we'll be back monday one week from today with a new episode of reality bites make sure you find us on apple Podcasts, google play wherever you listen to podcasts rate and subscribe Thank you.